Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Hoop Games podcast, titled Number 25. We are ranking the all-time number 25 player as of 2020, Dwayne Wade. This is going to be a tough episode, but we'll try to maintain bias here. For those who listen to the intro, you know that this formula and podcast is partially a result of the discussion on where Wade was in the all-time rankings and the fact that I am a Mavs fan. As a result, I'll do the traditional corporate feedback approach. A nice part, then the critical feedback, in this case fandom animosity, and then close with a nice part again. Nicknamed The Flash, Dwayne Wade was one of the best shooting guards ever. Deadly downhill, mid-range, Peyton clutch score, with a variety of moves with good leaping and quick jumping ability. At his peak, he was a top three player in MVP conversations. His limitations were his jump shot, his injury history, and his flopping. Sorry, I had to. Run through of his career accomplishments, Dwayne Wade was the fifth overall pick in a draft class with LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Chris Bosh. He played 16 years in the NBA, averaging 22 points per game, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, 1.5 steals, 0.8 blocks on 48% shooting. He scored 23,000 points, which is good for 35th all-time across the NBA and ABA. He's a 13-time All-Star. He won three championships, one as a bus driver, two as a passenger, so one as a Batman, two as a Robin, with, full, with one finals MVP. He was selected to all eight All-NBA teams, two first-team, three second-team, and three third-teams. He's a three-time All-Defensive Team player, all second-team selections. He's one of seven players ever to record 850 blocks and 1,600 steals. That list include LeBron James, Karl Malone, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Scottie Pippen, and Sean Marion. And Dwayne Wade holds the distinction as the most who has the most blocks of anyone six foot four or shorter by a wide margin. When you add twenty thousand points to that metric, only five people are on that list, with Scottie Pippen and Sean Marion falling out. He also led the two thousand eight Redeem team in scoring in the Olympics. Dwayne Wade was incredible at splitting splitting the defense, maneuvering the pick and roll, mastering the Euro step and spin move and a complete mid-range mastery. He's the flash with the quick first step and windmill crossover. Young Dwayne Wade was fun to watch in the 2004 heat against the Hornets in the seven-game series and hitting the game winner in game one. He would go on to average 35, 8, 4, 3, and 1 in the 2006 finals. An absolutely incredible performance. He later formed a big three in Miami with LeBron James and Chris Bosh and won two titles as, the, as a Robin or as a passenger to LeBron in four, t- four years together. My personal thoughts on Dwayne Wade as a player, I despise him as a player. Uh, I think the 2006 NBA Finals was an absolute sham. He paraded to the free throw line for 97 free throws in six games. This is the most in any six-game series and would be more than Shaq had in a series a reminder, Shaq was once fouled using Hack-A-Shaq and got to the free throw line 39 times in one game. Dwayne Wade still had more free throws over the course of that 2006 NBA Finals than Shaq did in a series where they were intentionally trying to send him to the free throw line. He had two games in that 2006 NBA Finals over, 21, over 20 free throws, 21 and 25 single-handedly, and had a game with as many as the Mavericks. Stop it. 97 free throws in the series, and he had 139 total field goals attempted, a free throw rate of 70%. Shaq's, for reference, with the Hack-A-Shaq series, was 93 free throws to 153 field goal attempts, 
a 60% free throw rate. Using Jordan, who was a similar style game in, in attacking, Jordan capped at 54% free throw rate on 67 free throws in six games. Wade would more than would shoot more than 30 more free throws and had 16% more free throw rate than Jordan. Jordan in the finals would be capped at 70 free throw attempts in six games. An article by Bill Simmons in 2006 at the time detailed how poorly the finals, in Game 5 in particular, was officiated, inducting Game 5 of that series into what he calls the pantheon of one-sided officiated games, along with the 2002 Lakers and Kings, 1993 Suns and Sonics, and 1973 Knicks Celtics, calling Game 5 where Wade had as many free throws as the Mavericks theoretically impossible. Additionally, in that series, Jerry Stackhouse got suspended for a hard but perfectly legal foul on the biggest human to dominate a sport ever, Shaquille O'Neal, outside of maybe the big show of WWE fame. Side note, is Shaq the biggest athlete to dominate a sport without recurring injuries? Yao Ming was great but injury prone, and athletes with extreme size typically deal with numerous injuries as a result of their size, like broken feet or other things. Getting back to the episode... An additional reason I do not like Dwayne Wade as a player, in the 2011 NBA Finals, he had a coughing incident where he and LeBron were caught on camera questioning Dirk's flu game in the 2011 NBA Finals. Widely seen as extremely disrespectful to a player who never really had injuries, who never complained, who never formed a super super team to get championships, etc. Found this absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, I'm a Mavs fan, so we'll, we'll take this harder than most. Now, as promised, I would give a nice recap critical feedback and animosity, and then a nice part again. Having said all that, he instilled fear in opposing teams and opposing fans due to his ability to score in a variety of ways and was a deadly clutch scorer. In a few post-career moves, he was a horrible dunk contest judge, but to mix feelings on my end, has shown ability to be a decent commentator on NBA on TNT. I will say that having to watch Shaq and Wade on TNT one of my favorite basketball shows, and be constantly reminded of the 2006 NBA Finals is slightly annoying. We will hop into the model looking at Wade's game rankings right after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Boxed Up, a rental equipment marketplace connecting renters and owners. Boxed Up makes it easy for you to start a new business, kick off a new hobby, or try out something new. No more renting stuff from people you don't know or driving across town to the big box rental house. Boxed Up has both highly curated kits or a la carte items for those in the know. This podcast is recorded using boxed up equipment, and I highly recommend their services, as it's made both the podcasting and video recording process much smoother. For rentals delivered to your door, go to www.tryboxedup.com. Welcome back to ranking the number 25 player of all time, Dwayne Wade. We will now talk through Wade's rankings on the various game model metrics. In terms of player performance points, Dwayne Wade ranks 34th on the longevity metric, having played 16 seasons at a high level. Wade proved to be an incredible contributor when healthy, put up good numbers, but just struggled to stay healthy in seasons and over his career, which we will get into in the PPP per year section. Comparable shooting guards in NBA history are Kobe Bryant, Clyde Drexler, Reggie Miller, Vince Carter, and Sam Jones. Dwayne Wade ranks 4th of this six-person group in longevity, ahead of just Clyde Drexler and Sam Jones, mainly due to Reggie Miller, Kobe Bryant, and Vince Carter playing 18, 20, and 22 years respectively in the league, compared to Dwayne Wade's 16, while Clyde Drexler and Sam Jones only played 15 and 12 respectively. 
In terms of regular season peak, Dwayne Wade peaked in the two years spanning 2009 and 2010, ahead of the formation of the Heatles, or the, the Miami Heat Big Three, with two All-NBA first teams and two years of 8.45 and 8.675 graded performances. He averaged 28, 7, 5, 2, and 1 on 48, 31, 76% shooting over 78 games per these two years. This is good for 32nd highest peak of all time, as he never won an MVP, but 2005 to 2011, he had a solid run of first and second team All-NBAs, in addition to three years with player performance scores over eight. If we include just player performance points and include that as the peak, Dwayne Wade has the 22nd highest peak at 8.675, but with no MVP, drops to the 32nd as mentioned. Wade does have the second highest, does have the highest scored season of all of the shooting guards mentioned, with the 8.675 in 2008 and 2009, with Kobe's 8.45 in 2005-2006 a close second. He is the only one of the group to have multiple seasons graded above an 8. Quite surprising with Kobe Bryant in the mix. In terms of PPP per year, Dwayne Wade ranks ranks 52nd in NBA history. He had great individual performances when healthy, but just couldn't avoid injuries. Missing game missing games hurts Dwayne Wade in the model big time. He only hit the max game indicator in 8 of his 16 years, a 50% rate. He lost 9.285 points between the ages of 22 to 33, a full a full all-time season's worth of performance points. A fun side note, Reggie Miller in all 18 of his seasons played 80% or more of his games and scored between a 6 and 7 16 straight years from his third year in the league until retirement. Just incredible reliability and consistency from Reggie Miller. Wade's PPP per year scored out at a 6.1. The other, the other guys who, who are included in the group were a 5.1, 5.9, 6.1, 6.25, and 6.53. So it falls right in line, uh, right in the middle of that group there. Vince Carter's second half of his career, he served as a six-man in backup, which tanked his average PPP per year. His consistency, though, was seen through achieving max games indicators in 17 of his incredible 22-season career. In terms of regular season gold, Dwayne Wade ranks 39th all-time. He's tied for ninth among folks who never won an MVP, so tied with Gary Payton, just above Dwight Howard and Patrick Ewing, and just below Chris Paul. Similar group of, so the players I just mentioned, Wade falls into that similar group of, of players. Got, got their team to the finals, but Wade is the only one to to win one on that list. Compared to the other five shooting guards we've been talking about, Wade ranks second only to Kobe amongst that group. Looking at career PER, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade ranks 23rd in career PER. A few current p- players may pass him soon, notably Giannis and Kawhi, but a few may soon drop below him as they are slightly above him currently and have their less efficient years coming up. Russell Westbrook comes to mind. He does rank number one of the shooting guards discussed in this episode on in terms of career PER. Looking at co- career win shares per 48, this is an interesting one for Dwayne Wade. In that career win shares per 48, Wade ranks only 79th in history. A great scorer and selected to numerous defensive teams, but his impact on wins wasn't as great relative to his individual metric of PER. He was on good teams for most of his Miami tenure, excluding the 15-win Heat from the 2007-2008 season. 
He does rank fifth of sixth, so second to last compared to the other shooting guards we've discussed in this episode. Something about his impact wasn't converting to wins in a weaker Eastern Conference. Hmm. Star teammate help. Looking at star teammate help, Dwayne Wade scored 24.5, which is an average of 1.53 per year, which is eighth of the top 27, but the third highest of any player whose career started 1980 or later, behind Shaq and Magic Johnson only. He had two MVP teammates, so LeBron James in two different years, and two All-Stars during their peak, the big three in Miami, LeBron James and Chris Bosh. He had first-team All-NBA teammates in both Shaq and Shaq in the, uh, the, the mid-2000s, and then LeBron James with the, the Heatles. He had an all-star teammate in 12 of his 16 years, with four years being his first year, with, with the four years that he didn't being his first year as a rookie before Shaq went to Miami, 2008 to 2010, right before the formation of the Big Three, and his last year with Miami in, two, in 2019. So for the majority of Dwayne Wade's prime, he had actually all-star teammates uh, with him. Wade is second only to Sam Jones on the shooting guard list, who averaged a whopping 5.65 star teammate help per year from those Celtics dynasties with numerous MVPs, including Bill Russell. Looking at total teammate help, Dwayne Wade scores a 44.6 total teammate help, which is sixth on the top 27, behind only Kobe, Magic, Shaq, Duncan, and Jordan. So Wade had quality help over the course of his entire career. Looking at playoff PPP, Dwayne Wade ranks, 20, ranks 24th all-time in playoff performance points, making the playoffs 13 of, 13 of 16 years. This is actually 12 spots better than his regular season uh, ranking on the, on the same longevity metric. He had four playoff performance, scored over a 7.95, and had an 8.5 performance in 2006 when he won finals MVP. In 2009 to 2011, he also scored over a 7.95. This coordinates with his regular season peak of 2009 to 2010 and the first year of his big three where Wade was the best player in the NBA Finals against the Mavericks. He did not have the degradation of minutes and games played like he did in the regular season, so was healthy when it mattered during the playoffs. The one exception being his last season where he played 25 minutes per game and had a small impact. Looking at playoff peak, Dwayne Wade ranks 22nd in playoff peak, having won one Finals MVP an incredible 8.5 playoff run in 2006, a finals run in 2011, and two other solid performances in 2005 with a 7.5 scored performance, and a conference finals run, and an 8.95 first-round performance in 2010. Looking at playoff PPP per year, Dwayne Wade ranks 39th on this metric. His first three years were 5.725, 7.45, and then the 11.5, including the finals MVP. The 2007 first-round sweep against the, Bull, against the Bulls, Wade's PER and win share per 48 stats were average or below average in the loss, bringing down his average. This season and his last two seasons of his career were the only playoff performances under five. Looking at playoff PER, Wade is tied for 26th in playoff PER with Kobe Bryant and could move up a few spots with Russell Westbrook's end of his career less efficient years coming up. Looking at playoff win shares per 48, Wade is tied for 72nd in playoff win shares per 48 in line with folks like Pau Gasol, Amari Stoudemire, Kobe Bryant, and Yao. Both PER and, and win share per 48 mirror regular season performances for Wade. Looking at playoff teammate help, Wade scores an average of 32.5 playoff, 
playoff performance points with his non-big three error heat averaging 30.4. He ranks higher than most of the top 28 in line with Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, George Mikan, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, Tim Duncan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and LeBron, who all had strong playoff performances from their teammates. Looking at ice, Dwayne Wade ranks ranks 28th in ice all time, winning one championship as a bus driver and two as a passenger to LeBron. His 2006 run was 27% ice, and his 2012 and 2013s were 15.4 and 11.5% respectively. Looking at peak ice, Dwayne Wade's peak ice was a 27% in 2006, and this ranks 19th best all time. Looking at the game rankings as discussed in this episode, Wade ranks 34th, 32nd, 52nd, 39th, 23rd, 79th, 24th, 22nd, 38th, 26th, 72nd, 28th, and 19th. You can see he hovers in the top 20 to 40 range on almost all metrics except the win shares per 48 metrics. When run through the game model, this gives him a final ranking of 25th best player of all time with a perfect player rating of 63.6. Now it's time for the best part of the game model, the what-if scenarios, also known as game model simulations. I've scored every NBA and ABA player in terms of regular season and playoff performances and allocated points for accolades. I can then change the inputs to see impact on rankings of changing a scenario. So an easy what-if scenario or game model simulation for Wade is what if Miami doesn't blow a 2-1 to lead in the 2011 finals in the first year of the Miami Big 3? But this is my podcast, and I refuse to do a what-if where Wade benefits at the, at the expense of the Mavericks again, as we've already talked about how it went the other way plenty. Wade likely wins that finals MVP over LeBron, as LeBron really struggled at times and in the clutch throughout the series. But again, I'm not going to run that through the model. The first actual what-if scenario we are going to do is if Wade wins an MVP over his career. Doing so would take Wade from 25th to 23rd as his regular season gold and his regular season peak increase. The second scenario or game model simulation that we do is if Wade doesn't win in 2006 in a sort of correcting the worst timeline or the darkest timeline scenario for any community fans out there. Wade would drop peak ice his, he would have lowered ice, lowered playoff peak, and lowered playoff points due to losing the championship and losing out on the finals points bonus. Wade would drop from the 25th all-time best player to 35th all-time best player. The peak ice of winning finals MVP was worth about 10 spots on the all-time list, the value of a championship as a bus driver for a player that had previously won a championship. Compare that to Charles Barkley's episode where winning one as a bus driver when he had no championship was worth 12 spots on the all-time list. The next scenario is if Wade loses the 2013 series when Ray Allen misses that incredible shot. So Ray Allen hits one of the all-time memorable big shots, extending the Spurs Heat series in 2013 to seven games during which the Heat would eventually win. This series win propelled Wade from the top 26, top 27 range to his current spot of top 25. His spot would either be 26th or 27th, depending on who won that finals MVP in 2013 if the Spurs had won. If Tim Duncan won the finals MVP in 2013, Wade would have been 26th. If Kawhi wins that finals MVP, Wade would have been 27th. The next scenario we will do is if Wade was healthy during, fully healthy during his peak, ages 22 to, 22 
through 33. His longevity metric of player performance points would go from 98.3 to 107.6. His average PPP per year would go from 6.1 to 6.7, assuming he was healthy. This would take him from a top 25 player to roughly a top 23 player. The final scenario we will do is combining Wade winning the MVP scenario and being healthy during this prime. These two combined would propel Wade to somewhere in the top 21 range all time. To recap this episode, Wade was one of the best shooting guards ever who was a key contributor on three championship with one as a bus driver, two as a passenger, and almost secured a fourth championship and and second finals MVP in 2011. He struggled with injuries which held him back and his PER outweighed his win share per 48 impact in every year in both regular season and playoffs, meaning his individual contributions were higher relative to his peer, to his to other peers than his contributions to winning, even in a weak Eastern Conference. With that, thank you for listening, and be sure to check out the number 24 player as of 2020 next. <laughs>